Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Chris Geis. So, you want to ride a motorcycle better, faster, safer, with more skill and confidence? Or do you want to ride a motorcycle for the first time? Or ride again after taking a break from riding? Well, the purpose of my podcast is to help grow the sport of motorcycling by helping riders of all levels, whether they are new to motorcycling or not, increase their knowledge and skills so that they are better, smarter, safer riders and are getting everything they want out of motorcycling, whether it's on the street, on the track, or maybe even as a fan or a participant in some form of motorcycle racing. My game is to help all motorcyclists up their game. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode one. The title of this episode is... What's it all about? So I chose this title, What's It All About, for two reasons. It kind of has two meanings. One is the podcast itself. Like, what what is this podcast all about? And I'm going to be getting into that in a little bit. Secondly, what's it all about for me? Like, what is motorcycling all about for me? And eventually, as I build an audience, uh, I hope to find out what motorcycling is all about for you. So, you want to ride a motorcycle? Well, you've come to the right place. Because this is the So You Want to Ride a Motorcycle podcast. So, in this episode, I'm going to tell you a little bit about myself and my goals for this podcast. But more importantly, I'm going to tell you how you can help me shape this podcast. Okay, so let's talk a little bit about my audience or my prospective audience, the people that I'm trying to reach with this podcast. So I see the audience being people from all walks of life who simply are interested in riding motorcycles. So that could be people that never rode before but always wanted to. could be people that had a bad experience riding and quit. Maybe people that stop riding and want to get started riding again. And also people that want to help get more people riding, which is me. Uh, A lot of people, I think, fall into this category. Most people who ride motorcycles, no matter how long they've been riding, want to help get other people into the sport because it's just a lot of fun and it's it's a very rewarding thing to do. So I'm going to be very... um, open-minded in this podcast. And and actually, I am just in general as a motorcycle rider. So motorcycles of all types are welcome. You know, all two-wheeled vehicles. And yes, even three-wheeled vehicles are okay, right? So you've got, uh, you know, three-wheeler motorcycles and spiders and things of that sort. Whatever you ride is cool. Um, And I hope this podcast is going to appeal to everyone in the motorcycling community, because the more listeners I have, the better. And The more motorcyclists we have, the better. And I'll be getting into that in future episodes. Okay, so now the disclaimer. You know, in in the interest of telling you about myself. So I am not yet an expert rider. Uh, I have been riding for three years, but I do not yet consider myself an expert, nor am I an instructor. So my goal in this podcast is to share with you my experiences as a motorcyclist and the things that I do, the things that I find work for me, the things that I find are common sense, the things that I've picked up along the road. But when it comes to, you know, actual instruction or technique or, you know, courses and things, 
I will help point you to the right resources for that. You know, whether you're looking for instruction like books, videos, and et cetera, or training, because there are definitely writers, you know, with more experience than I, who are also experienced, you know, at teaching others to ride. So I see my place or my, my focus in this whole thing as helping, like I said, my, my audience, the people I outlined at, the, outlined at the beginning of the show, you know, new riders, returning riders, people that want to help others learn how to ride, basically be kind of a central point that people can come and I will help you find the information you're looking for. There's a lot of good content out there nowadays. You know, you found this podcast on the internet, I'm, I'm sure. And, uh, you know, if you do any, anything with Google or anything looking on the internet, you know, there's just, the internet is just rich with the resources. Now, of course, like anything, there's stuff out there that's not so good. And I will try to help steer you away from that. But there's so much good content out there. There's so many dedicated motorcyclists that want to help you, you know, just improve it, whatever, whether you've never ridden a motorcycle before, or you want to improve as a motorcyclist, or like I said, you're coming back and you want to refresh your skills. There's, there's a lot of excellent people out there and some really good resources. And so my interest is not in reinventing the wheel and redoing something that's been done very well, but more just as a person that can help just point you in the right direction. So I kind of become a place that you can come when you're looking for answers and when you look, when you're looking for help and I'm going to help you find it. Okay. So now I want to get a little bit into why I started this podcast. First of all, I love riding, and I just want to help others enjoy it as much as I do. Like I said before, I've been riding for about three years, going on three years, and so I have enough experience now that I feel that I have something to say to others about the activity of motorcycling. No, I'm not an expert, um, but I've certainly come a long way. I've learned a lot, and you know, I have a lot of experiences to share. And so, again, you know, my goal is to just help everyone wherever you're at just enjoy the activity and the sport of motorcycling more. And the thing too is you have interesting things to say. And whether you're just starting out or you've been riding for 20 years, you have interesting things to say about this subject. You know, we all come from different backgrounds. We all have different experiences. Um, and I want to hear about them. So I want to encourage you to talk about them. And so one of the things I'm planning to do uh, as, as part of this podcast is interview different writers, different listeners. So if that's something you're interested in, and honestly, it's fine. Like if you've never ridden a motorcycle before, that's fine. Like, let me know if you'd like to come on the show and talk about why you want to ride a motorcycle or what difficulties you're having or what concerns you have or what fears you have or whatever it may be. Let me know, you know, at the end of the show, I'll give you the email address you can contact, but uh, definitely let me know. Or you know, you're an experienced rider and you want to share your experiences about how you got started and what you think people should be looking out for and what people should be doing when they're new to the sport. And especially if you're a coach or an instructor or a track day rider or, you know, anyone who's involved in helping others in the activity and the sport of motorcycling, let me know because I'd love to have you on the show as well. So again, my thing is I just want to do my part to continue to build this community Motorcycling is just an awesome, awesome thing to do. And whatever I can do to help build that community and help give back is what I'm looking to do. So I've been listening to motorcycle podcasts pretty much as long as I've been motorcycling. And like early on, when I, when I first had the interest and I first got involved in the sport, I knew that 
I needed to learn more about it. I, I just I just wanted to learn more about it. I was kind of a sponge for just absorbing information. And I found podcasts to be a really great way to do that. In part because uh, I, I work professionally as a computer programmer and it's a, a kind of job where I love what I do, but you know it can get a little bit dull at times just kind of sitting in front of a computer. And you know my mind is not enough occupied with what I'm doing. I'm focused on my work and what I'm doing. But, you know, there's that little bit that, you know, hey, something else could be going on. Sometimes I would listen to music and things of that sort. And, you know, sometimes I would listen to things on Netflix and whatever. But I was like, hey, you know, I'm, I'm getting in, interested now in this, this, new, this new sport, this new subject. And uh, let's see what we can find out about it. And so I started searching for podcasts. And uh, it was really a tremendous, tremendous help. In fact, I've made a lot of friends just listening to podcasts and, and reaching out to shows and, and, and being, you know, contacting people, podcasters. And, you know, I've been on a couple other podcasts. Uh, I'm a co-host on a podcast, all of which kind of led to me doing this. This is something I've been wanting to do for a while, but all of that helped build, you know, just enough experience and confidence. I'm like, hey, you know, I can finally branch off and do this myself. Um, and like I said, you know, a, a big part of this is really just wanting to give back because I just find there's only so long I can kind of inflow and inflow and, and take in. And that's really good, you know, to get educated. But it comes a point where it's like, okay, you know, so many people have assisted me. So many people have helped me. It's time to turn this around. Let's reverse the flow. Let's give back a little bit. And so I definitely hope that this podcast will achieve that. This podcast is new. This is the early stages. You know, I have a lot of ideas and a lot of things trying to get together, but I didn't want to spend too much time perfecting everything. And more importantly, I wanted to kind of get started with my ideas and then let this show kind of grow organically, you know, find out what people think about it, what the feedback is, what they like, what they don't like, what they want to hear about, you know, what I didn't think to cover that they're interested in. And so you'll see this podcast change, you know, whether it's the intro music or the intro, you know, my voiceover or it's the artwork is going to change over time, hopefully, you know, as I kind of fine tune it and, and tweak it to better meet the needs of my audience. People new to motorcycling have lots of questions. And so I want this podcast to be an open dialogue and a constant discussion about the things that people want to hear about, you know, the questions that are unanswered, the things that they're trying to figure out and haven't quite mastered kind of thing. And so long story short, I want to help you get your questions answered. You know, one of the things I realized, and I think it applies a little bit to me when I first started out, and I think to anyone who's starting on a new endeavor or a new adventure or a new learning experience is it can look a little bleak and desolate. You know, it's kind of like, you're starting from scratch. It's like this brand new adventure. And it's like, where am I going? And, you know, how am I going to get there? And what do I need to take with me? And what equipment and what skills do I need? And all these kind of things. And it can kind of look a little deserted and bleak. All right. So now I want to get a little bit into what I ride. So at age 53, uh, in a somewhat adventurous leap, well, I don't know, I guess anyone that starts motorcycling is on an adventure, no matter what age it is. But I started riding in the summer of 2016, and after doing the basic rider course where I learned to ride and actually was able to get the motorcycle endorsement for my license, I'm in New York State, so I got a New York State motorcycle endorsement on my license, uh, I went out and I bought a motorcycle. Uh, happened to buy a new motorcycle, and in a future episode, I will talk about why it's not really 
pertinent right now. But uh, I started out on a 2016 Kawasaki Vulcan S, which is a parallel twin engine, 650cc, which I think is a really was a really good bike to start learning on. Uh, it's basically what you know. It's considered a sport cruiser. And then in March of 2018, I upgraded to a 2018 Kawasaki Z900 RS, which is an inline four-cylinder engine. Uh, and one thing I did want to point out, because I haven't mentioned it yet, is I am so far strictly a road rider. Uh, you know, I, I ride on the road. I have not ridden off-road, although it's something I would like to try. Uh, let's see, I haven't ridden in the desert. I haven't ridden on ice and et cetera, et cetera. Um, but I do have three years under my belt. I would say at this point, between the two bikes and a couple other bikes I've tried here and there, about 8,000 miles. Now, compared to some riders, like I, I know guys... That, that I'm friends with online and whatnot, who you know easily do twenty thousand miles a year on a motorcycle. Uh, there are people who do, and some of you may be familiar with this. Well, many of you may be familiar with this, but people new to the sport may not. Um, this something called the Iron Butt Association, and they sponsor all kinds of kind of endurance rides. And I won't go into details right now, but one of the things they have is what's called the Saddle Sore One Thousand, where basically you complete a thousand miles of riding within a 24-hour period. So, you know, I kind of look at that and put it in perspective. It's like, okay, so in my three years of riding, I've done like, let's say about 8,000 miles, you know, that's like eight saddle sores. I mean, for, for some riders, you know, they would, they would bang that out in a month or something like that. But here's the thing is while, you know, such people are definitely more experienced riders, um, for me, it's not about the miles per se. And for some people it is, and that's cool. There's all kinds of types and styles of riding. For me, it's about the experience. I, I ride when I can ride. I happen to work in New York City, and I commute by train, and you know I leave early in the morning. So commuting by motorcycle is not an option, and especially for me, that early in the morning would not be a lot of fun. So my, my riding is basically on the weekends and kind of whenever I can squeeze it in. So I don't worry so much about the miles I ride. It's more to me about the quality of the ride. So when I do get you know, a couple hours or half a day or a weekend on a rare occasion, and I can just go out and ride. Uh, I just want it to be the best quality ride I can have, you know, enjoyable and fun and, and safe, but, you know, thrilling and exciting at the same time. So ever since I was a kid, I can remember I love motorcycles. I, I just, I, I don't know, you would... I had motorcycle toys as a kid, you know, like little matchbox cars and then, you know, larger ones, and I always love the sound of a motorcycle and you know seeing them go by if it was in the car with the family it was always cool to see them on the road but obviously it, it took me 53 years to get started riding so like what's that all about i don't know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna overanalyze it because i don't think it's all that important and the important thing is that i do ride but in looking back at it you know i was thinking about a few things that i think did factor into my waiting, you know, till later, later part of life to ride. So one of those things was, I think I always just had in the back of my mind, and it wasn't like a conscious thought I was always, you know, thinking about or, or really looking at, but I think in the back of my mind, I was afraid I was going to kill myself and more because of, you know, maybe I was afraid I wouldn't be able to control the urge to like pin the throttle and go as fast as I could and overtake a turn. You know, and, and who knows where that came from exactly? I, I don't know. What I do know is, you know, growing up through, you know, like high school, well, actually junior high school, high school, 
I had heard of some bad experiences. So when I was growing up, I was, uh, you know, friends with a bunch of the kids in the neighborhood. But one of the families, it was a family of four, four boys and one or two, one or two girls. And uh, I remember with that family, two, two things that stuck out in my mind. One, one of them, that the, the oldest brother uh, had actually had a motorcycle accident. I don't remember much at all about the motorcycle he was riding. I just remember it looked really cool. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It was probably like a 350, 500cc motorcycle, something like that. But he did have an accident, I believe, with a car and ended up with a broken leg. And I remember seeing him you know, hobble around on crutches for... It seemed like months and months and months, and I was like, you know, wow, that, that that's not cool. That doesn't look like a fun way to, to live. I mean, he wasn't really particularly suffering from it, and he didn't seem really upset, but I was like, okay, well, that looks kind of dangerous. And then uh, the, the second oldest brother, um, and I don't remember if it was before or after, I think it was after, was riding a mini bike, you know, around the house. There was This house was at a cul-de-sac, right, so it was kind of at the end of a road, you know, with just a circular circular part like a what do you call it a court and uh he was riding a mini bike and i don't know he was rode up on the neighbor's lawn and somehow had some kind of difficulty and fell off and uh ended up cutting up his leg from the chain of the mini bike and that was another kind of thing it was a little traumatic especially it wasn't all that you know it's probably 12 13 years old and you know see someone you know it wasn't my friend but my friend's brother and kind of see him injured and you know the blood and the whole thing was kind of a bit of a mess so you know, I guess in retrospect, kind of, you know, not motorcycling and not knowing anyone else that 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 did ride a motorcycle and then seeing those kind of things, I guess I kind of associated my mind, well, this is kind of a dangerous activity and, and maybe that kind of stuck with me. And then uh, even, I guess, at a, at a slightly earlier age, again, I was probably 10 years old. I just remember being upstate New York uh, with my family and we were visiting a friend of my dad's and he had a motorcycle and so I was like, hey, you know, you guys want to take out the motorcycle? And so I, I, I don't ask me how this 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 thing developed because, you know, looking back at it, it doesn't sound like the smartest thing. But so it's like nighttime. And so this this guy pulls out the motorcycle. And mind you, my dad had never ridden before, right? So he's got it out in the back of the house, kind of on a dirt road behind the house. And it's like, okay, so hop on. And uh, so this is what you do. And this is the throttle. And this is the brake and the whole thing. And my dad's like, okay, you know, come hop on. And so I hop on and uh, whatever. I mean, like I said, I was like 10 years old and sitting on the back. I couldn't really see because, you know, my my eyes were right in the back of my dad's back. And, uh, but anyway, all I know is, is he takes off and, you know, the tire's spinning, kicking up dirt and rocks and stuff like that. And we just go flying down this dirt country road. It, it, it seemed like 100 miles an hour. I'm sure it wasn't. It was probably 20, maybe it was 30 miles an hour. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's nighttime, right? So now, you know, in, in the, the light that's cast by the, uh, by the by the headlight and i guess maybe i had kind of leaned over a little bit because i kind of remember seeing this vision of it was some kind of fallen tree or something that was <laughs> across across the road so we come speeding up to this thing and he slide you know slams on the brakes and okay neither of us got hurt and he stopped in time but it was kind of another thing it was like, like wow that this is like a dangerous activity so i guess the point i'm getting to here is depending on how you're exposed to motorcycling is going to have a big effect on how you think about it. And so to me, in the back of my mind, I guess it was something that like, Hey, this is kind of, this is, this is a dangerous activity. People get hurt at this. You know, you could get killed doing this without having the balancing side of, Hey, if you learn how to do this properly and you ride 
you, you wear the right gear and you get yourself educated and you find people that know what they're doing already and they instruct you that, hey, this can be a really enjoyable, fulfilling activity. And so, again, so, you know, I, I don't know, depending on who's out in the audience there, you will all have heard different stories. You'll have had different experiences. You, you may know people who were injured motorcycling. You may know people who died motorcycling. If so, that's tragic and, and that's not a good thing. You never want to hear that kind of thing. But unfortunately, that is part of life. And so it's a matter of just deciding, you know, what do you want to get out of life? What are your priorities? What are the things you enjoy? And just kind of take it from there. And just be sure whatever it is you do, whether it's motorcycling or something else, just educate yourself, be aware of the risks, understand, you know, how you can mitigate the risks, you know, how, how do you reduce them and how do you protect yourself, you know, in case something does go wrong. So how did I get hooked on this activity that so many of us motorcyclists enjoy so much? Well, to be honest, it was my girlfriend's fault. And, uh, <laughs> But I love her for it, and, and, and thank God she, she pushed the way she did. And, and let me explain. She didn't push like push to make me ride. But basically what happened was um, it was quite a few years ago. Let's see, I guess probably about four, maybe five years ago. She had mentioned to me that she was interested in riding again. Uh, when, when she was maybe in her later teens, early 20s, uh, she had a motorcycle for a while, and she rode a little bit, and she hung out with people that rode, and, you know, and she'd been on the back of motorcycles and things like that, and she, she really loved that way of life and, and the activity of motorcycling. You know, and, and things happen, and you know, she got married, and she started a family, and you know, so that kind of, I guess, fell, fell to the back burner kind of thing. But so you know, it was a couple of years ago. She was like, hey, you know, I really want to get back to doing it again. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that sounds cool. You know, hey, maybe for her, I believe it was her birthday it was either birthday or christmas i was like well you know let let me as a gift you know get her a motorcycle instruction course because you know she was interested in you know getting some instruction and 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 learning more about how to ride and you know to kind of learn about and overcome some things that she had run into when she was riding at an earlier age so i was like wow this would be a really cool gift so you know i bought her the basic what's called a basic rider course which is provided by the motorcycle safety foundation and i'll i'll put these things in the the show notes so that you have access to the links and whatnot but uh, i was like you know what you know it's, it was a weekend course and i was like well if she's going to do it what the heck why don't i do it it sounds like a really cool couples thing to do and you know like i said before i, I always liked motorcycles i just somehow never got around to learning how to ride so uh, so I joined her. So we did this weekend course together. And you know, it was a little bit of classroom instruction and whatever and kind of orientation. And then they take you out. And, okay, so here's the bikes. And, and everyone pick a bike. And I was pretty much the, the, the tallest one. I'm about six foot tall. I guess was the tallest, one of the taller people in the class. And it was, it was a good mix. I think it was about eight or ten people, men and women, of, of different ages and different backgrounds and whatever. And so I believe it was either the instructor or one of the students that said, hey, you know, you're taller. Why don't you take that bike? Which I, I remember was a Suzuki. I think it was probably like a 250cc, kind of like a, not really a dirt bike, but maybe a dual sport kind of thing. Like a, the kind of bike, you, you know, street legal, you could ride it on the road. But, you know, if you, if you took it off onto some dirt roads or trails or whatever, it, it would be well suited. But so here's the thing. So, you know, walk up to the bike, grab the handlebars throw my leg over and it was just an interesting thing from that moment just throwing my leg over and sitting down on the seat I was like that's it I'm hooked I'm doing this 
I don't care what's involved. I don't care how long it takes to learn how to do this properly. I'm doing this. It was just like a really interesting experience. So whether that means it's in the DNA or whatever, I don't know. But uh, it, it, it just was like, wow, like this is really something that I want to do. Okay, so back to the title of the show. What's it all about? Like, what's it all about for me? Why do I ride? Well, there's a lot of answers to that question. But one, it's just calming and relaxing. It, it's, it's an interesting thing, and probably most riders know this feeling or this sensation, and people who haven't ridden but are going to hopefully soon will experience it as well. But when I put on my gear, you know, when I put on my jacket and I put on, especially when I put on my helmet, like before I've even started the bike, just everything else fades away. Um, and it, it's actually, and, and this is, this can be a controversial thing, right? Wearing gear and you, you may, peop, you know, you'll hear people talk about at GAT, you know, all the gear all the time. And it's a controversial thing for some. And, you know, there, there are some states that require helmets to be worn and there's some states that don't. And like, I know people who, you know, they, they ride a helmet in a state if they have to, but the minute they cross the state line, the helmet comes off because they don't have to wear one. And some people don't do that. Like me, I, I always wear a helmet, but, but whatever, that's an individual choice. And I'll probably take that up in, in a future episode. But the point is I like wearing gear because it gets me in the right mindset. It's like I put on the jacket, I put on the helmet, I put on the gloves, and it's like, okay, I'm motorcycling now. That's where my attention goes. It's time to ride, and and that's what I'm going to be doing. And I think that's in part why motorcycling can be so therapeutic. I'm sorry, therapeutic for people because it's like it it it, it brings your attention to the here and now it, it it pulls you to present time whatever your problems and your difficulties and whatever as real as they may be it's like okay i'm going to do this riding thing right now and and if you're a good rider even if you're not super experienced but if you're a good rider if you're a smart rider you know that when you're riding a motorcycle that's what you're doing you're not doing anything else you're not you're not thinking about the laundry and you're, you're not, you're not thinking about, you know, how your day went at work and you're not thinking about whatever, you know, that the kid's not doing so good in school kind of thing. Because in, in order to be safe, particularly on a motorcycle, and this applies to driving in general, even a vehicle, but particularly on a motorcycle, because you're so much more vulnerable, you have to be in the moment. You have to be paying attention. You have to know what's going on. And so you know, if you're riding properly, right, and you're following this approach, like it just snaps you out of whatever problems you have. And and for me, at least, that's why I find it to be so therapeutic. Um, I also, I just love the sense of motion. It, it's just different. You know, it's different from driving a car. Uh, many, many years ago, I had a jet ski, uh, you know, actually it was a Polaris personal watercraft, which was a really cool, really cool vehicle to have. And in part, you know, looking back at it, you know, after I started motorcycling, I was like, wow, you know, that actually was kind of a substitute for me for having a motorcycle because I didn't have one yet. Because I remember riding up the Hudson River in, in New York and uh, just just riding up the river, you know, really good clip, carving turns back and forth. It was just really just enjoyable, relaxing thing to do. And so also on a motorcycle, you know, unlike a car 
and, and you, you know, you, you hear everybody talks about this. This is not unique to my experience. People will tell you it's like it, it's more visceral because you're more connected with the environment. You know, you, you even if you're wearing gear, you, you feel the wind, you feel the wind pressure, you, you, you hear the wind, uh, you, you smell, you know, sometimes not so good, but, you know, usually the, the good smells and things in the environment. You're, you're a lot more connected with the environment. You're a lot more connected with the experience. And you're using your body to control the vehicle. You know, in a car, okay, you've got pedals and a steering wheel. And yes, it does take skill. And yes, you do have to control it. But it's not like riding a motorcycle where it's just you're more connected. You feel more connected to the vehicle, more like you're you're, you're kind of one with it. And it, it it's just, honestly, it's a rush. It, it's just, it just can be such a rush. You know, it, it's even if you're not going super fast, even if you're not carving turns, you know, or taking nice sweepers and whatever, which is enjoyable too. But it, 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 it just can be a total rush. And so if you ride, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Uh, if you haven't ridden yet, I sure hope you'll experience it. And I think maybe that's, kind of the, maybe that's kind of the distinguishing thing is the people who do connect with that and the people who do experience it are probably the ones that stick with it. And the ones that that doesn't happen, well, that's fine too. Maybe that's just not for you. You know, there's lots of things to do in life and, you know, not everyone's a motorcyclist. But if you are... If it's something you enjoy, you know, you'll find out. And then, like I said, hopefully this podcast is going to help you enjoy it even more. I also love to ride because it, it gets me out seeing things. Um, I've always liked to travel uh, from the time I was, I don't know, early teens, well, 12, 13, something like that. I used to ride a bicycle everywhere, you know, 10-speed, 12-speed bicycle. Later in life, uh, got interested in other things. You know, I bought a mountain bike, and I started doing that, so which I would ride on the road, you know, and also off-road, which is a blast. Um, but you can't quite cover the miles with a bicycle, you know, or a, uh, a mountain bike that you can with a motorcycle. And so that's the thing, too. Like, if you like to travel, if you like the outdoors, if you like nature, if you like scenery, it's just a beautiful, beautiful way to travel. So that's a little bit about me, or maybe a lot about me. But like I said, this, this show is not about me. Uh, this show is about you. And I want to engage you, my audience, as much, much as possible to help shape, shape this show. So I want to hear from you, like what you need and want that you're not already getting. And again, whether you've never ridden, or you're a new rider, or an experienced rider, or you know someone who's teaching others to ride... Um, it's not that I can necessarily help so much with those things because, you know, I'm not a super experienced rider and I don't yet teach others to ride, although it's something I'm interested in doing. But still, like I said, I would kind of like to be a go-to person or ha have this podcast be a go-to place that, you know, people are like, hey, you know, here's a, here's a problem I'm dealing with. Here's something I'm struggling with, whatever it happens to be, because I'm trying to create a community of all of those types of riders. And so, you know, I'd kind of like to be the place where people can come get the answers. And again, if the answer's already out there, if there's an awesome book or an awesome video or a podcast and I know about it, I'm going to point you to it. Uh, if there isn't, there's kind of a gap, there's something that's missing, well, I'm going to do what I can to try to fill it in. So I definitely want you to write in and, you know, tell, tell me about the show. Tell me how you liked this first episode. Tell me what you need help with. Tell me what you'd like to hear about in the future. And uh, like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, Write in and let me know if you'd like to be a guest. And then uh, before I close out, I just want to mention, you know, how I'm going to measure the success of this podcast. And the basic way I'm going to do that is by how many people let me know either that they started writing, that they returned to writing, that they overcame some fear or limitation that they had or they felt they had with their writing, 
or someone who says, hey, you know, I got someone else riding. You know, I, I, I want to hear about all of it. And so I'm hoping, you know, week by week to hear more and more and more good news in that direction. And if that's the case, then I'll know I'm doing this the right way. So in closing, I just wanted to thank everyone for listening to this first episode. It's actually been a lot of fun recording this. If you'd like to find out more about my podcast, just point your web browser to soyouwantoridamotorcycle.com or find the link in the show notes included with this episode in your podcast app. If you have any questions about the show or the topics discussed, or if you want to send me feedback, you can email me anytime at soyouwantoride at yahoo.com. That address is also in the podcast notes. You can also follow me on Facebook and Instagram, where I share lots of links to other people's motorcycle articles and video content, as well as providing a lot of my own motorcycle-related photos and content. Just search for So You Want to Ride or find the links on my website or, again, in the podcast notes. There are two big ways you can help support the show. One is free and one is paid. If you'd like to help support the podcast financially, you can donate using PayPal by going to paypal.me slash Christopher or just click the donate link at the upper right on my website. I also now have a podcast supporters page on the website, which lists all of the listeners who are supporting the podcast. Total donations of $5 to $9 will make you a member of the Thupper Club, where I will list your name and any social media links that you want to provide. Donations of $10 and up will make you a member of one of the other clubs where I'll include your photo and biography as well as any links you want to provide. Any commercial organization that would like to support the podcast to help promote their products and services can contact me directly for the available options. All donations will be put to very good use to cover operating expenses and to help promote and expand the podcast. Anything you care to donate will be greatly appreciated. The free way to help is just help me spread the word so we can continue to grow my online and listener communities. So please share the link to my podcast and my social media with family, friends, and coworkers. And also, please leave me a rating and some comments on iTunes and any other place where you can leave feedback or mention the show. As always, thank you for listening. And just remember, whatever you do, it's always time to ride. This episode is brought to you in part by the following supporters of my podcast. Thumper Club member John Gardner, also known as G4. Parallel Twin Club members Shane Patilla and Jerry Vavaro. V-Twin Club members Richard Warfield Jr. of R-Dub Studios LLC and Harley Nemzer from the On the Road Again Motorcycle School. Triple Club member Aaron at The Motorcycle Rider and V4 Club member John Delvecchio from the Street Skills LLC Motorcycle Riding School and author of the book, Corner and Confidence. Gentlemen, thank you very much for your support. It is greatly needed and very much appreciated. If you would like to join these supporters to help grow my podcast and other motorcycle-related content and thus contribute to the growth of the sport of motorcycling, please stay tuned to the end of this episode or check out the podcast supporters link on my website. I would also like to announce the new affiliates program. If you go to the affiliates page on my website, you will see the companies that I have partnered with to bring you some of the motorcycle gear and services that I use myself. Not only will you benefit from their products and services, but if you make a purchase using the links on this page, you'll also be helping to support the podcast financially. So I'd like to welcome these affiliates. Street Skills LLC, which provides the Corner and Confidence book and online course. 
If you purchase a course or course and book combination from my website, you'll also be listed as a supporter on my podcast supporters page as a Parallel Twin Club member. If you're already a podcast supporter, a portion of the purchase price will be credited towards your next support level. And I'd also like to welcome Bond Body Armor, which I've been using for a couple of years now. If you go to their website using the affiliate link, you'll get 10% off your entire purchase from their online store using the discount code they provide. Tell them you heard about Bond Body Armor from this podcast and get a free helmet liner.